e fellowship.
morning to each of you my brothers and sisters in Christ this is the day that the Lord has made we're rejoicing and we're exceedingly glad come on and put those hands together and bless the name of the Lord this is the Lord day that the Lord has made we're rejoicing and glad about it hallelujah glory to the Lamb of God anybody got a thank you in your spirit this morning anybody got a thank you in your heart this morning can you tell the Lord thank you Listen, I know you're wearing your mask, but don't let your mask become a muzzle. Go on and tell the Lord, thank you. Through your mask. Thank you, God. Bless you, God. Thank you, God. This is the day God has given to us. And we bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. To all of you who are watching and joining us online, we thank you for sharing with us on this morning. Go ahead and share this with your neighbor and your friends. Let them know that you're watching K-Chapel online live right now. And you are gathered together with this collective corporate body of saints as we worship the almighty God. We're going to give him the glory and the praise that he deserves. Because from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, he is worthy. I think I'm going to take a breath right there. He is worthy to be praised. I know you've gone through some things, beloved, but he's worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name. We glorify you for who you are, the awesome things that you do over and over again. We don't deserve it, but God, you're so good. We're not so righteous, but God, you are the righteous judge. And Lord, you bless us over and over and over again. And for that, we say thank you. You woke us up this morning. You started us on our way. And Lord, we say thank you. You clothed us in our right minds. You gave us the activity of our limbs and we came into this building this morning 
to tell you thank you. How great are you, O Lord? And God, if we had 10,000 tongues, that's what the old church said. We couldn't say thank you enough, but, but with the one that you've given us, God, on this day, if we don't, if we don't bless you any other time, we're going to bless you right now. We're going to praise you right now. We're going to give you glory and honor right now. From the core of our being, oh God, we thank you. We bless you. We magnify you. Have your way now, oh God, in this worship. We pray, Lord, that it be a sweet-smelling savor in your nostrils. Oh God, clean us up that we might be an acceptable offering unto you. Lord, in our life, in our living, in all that we do, our language and what we say and what we think, God, we pray that we be acceptable unto you. In the sweet, mighty, and matchless name of Jesus. Now, God, speak to our hearts. Do something wonderful in this space, in this place. By your grace, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And amen. God bless you. Anybody got a hallelujah in your spirit this morning? Hallelujah means just to God be the highest praise. And and that's what we're going to do this morning. Let's give him the highest praise. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Come on, let's give it to him this morning.
together in here. today. They, they don't get your mic in a minute, but until they did, come on, let's just give them some Hallelujah! He's worthy, he's worthy. We lift him. spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not faint always pray let us pray Father God we want to thank you for allowing us to be here today Father God we want to pray that you allow your Holy Spirit to come in and fill our hearts our minds and our soul we pray for your guidance Lord Lord we pray for the sick and shut in we pray for the ones who need guidance to make sure they make the right decisions. Lord, I guess today I'm, I'm trying to say that we need a prayer of redemption. A prayer of redemption. As I look out upon the pews, Lord, I pray that we redeem the people that's not there, that we know that should be here. I pray that we redeem our city, Lord from the evil things that goes on, Lord. I pray that households who have lost people redeem their strength to go on, their strength to believe in you, Lord. And Lord, at the end of the day, I pray that your Holy Spirit give us the strength to give you the glory that we will take every holy brick to build your kingdom again. And that kingdom will be redeemed. I ask these words in your son Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. My God, my God. <laughs> my God, my God. Y'all know I feel something. I feel like having church in here. So amazing. Amazing, so amazing, amazing, so that's it. Oh, amazing, he's amazing. 
specializes in the unexpected. Can I tell somebody that God specializes in the unexpected? Things you don't know he's going to do, he does. Situations you aren't sure he's going to work it out, he works it out. My God, I wish I had some folk in here who didn't mind worshiping the Lord with me. He's an amazing God. He's an amazing God. Incredible God. Awesome God. Holy God. you can give and for those of you that are live streaming right now you should be able to see those ways on the screen but we're going to ask you to do one thing give and give liberally all right
says this Oh, oh, oh. 
the Lord we present these offerings. Lord, we want to thank you for allowing us to be able to give. Lord, we present these offerings in faith that we believe your word and we decide to put your word in action. Lord, I just want to thank you for the people who have given and I want to thank you for the person who would take care of this offering to build your kingdom. Lord, we ask these words in Son Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning again. You know, each Sunday morning, we're giving information on those that are in need of your prayers, your conversation, just whatever you're, ever, you're able to offer. But we're going to ask that you continue to keep our bereaved families in your prayers. Sister Shelley Goldman lost her sister. Sister Elizabeth Wallace, the funeral for Sister Wallace will be held on, was held on yesterday in Memphis, Tennessee. Deaconess Linda Wilson lost her youngest sister, Sister Alfreda Matthews. There will be a graveside service for Sister Matthews on Saturday, February 5th at Riverside Cemetery in Indianola, Mississippi and that service will be held at 12 o'clock noon. We also have Deacon Coy Gentry. He's still in the St. Dominic's Hospital recovering. Robbie Edwards is at Lakeland Rehab Center recovering. And we're gonna ask if there are any others that you know of that, may, that are in need of help or your prayers, whatever, please let us know. But as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Your name. 
He's worthy and he's holy right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy and he's holy. My God, my God, my God. Holy God. Bless his name. Bless his name. I I won't take you since you don't want to go. I won't take you, but I feel like taking you. He's holy. keep the Lowry family in your prayers as well as we lay to rest brother Jojo Lowry little Joe we call him as well 
keep the Lowry family, Joe and Gail, and all of them in your prayers. And you know, that's what I want to talk about this morning. Don't stop praying. Luke 18 and 1, he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. I knew not to tell you to stand because you were going to be seated by the time I finish the scripture. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Don't stop praying. Don't stop. Somebody say, I got my exercise right there. Don't stop praying. If you if you have listened to any of my preaching and any of my teaching over the years, you know that I have consistently preached about a faith that accepts the will of God. faith that embraces the determinations of God. Faith that allows you to endure rather than to escape the cross that God sovereignly assigns to you. But I don't want you to misunderstand that I am suggesting that you simply go through life yielding yourself to whatever comes your way. For the Bible tells us to pray. And that we should pray without ceasing. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, the Bible says, availeth much. I see I got some Bible readers here. So prayer is the right response of the righteous. The thing, the thing though, Reverend Harris, that we sometimes miss is the point of the purpose of prayer. For in most Christian circles, prayer is seen as the miracle button. The miracle button that we push in case of emergency. Prayer is that thing that in our mind causes situations to be turned around. We push the button and prayer moves mountains. Push the buttons and prayer opens closed doors. Push the button and prayer heals the sick. Prayer changes conditions and if you pray right and if you are right, then prayer will fix it for you. But Brother Thickman, I know some righteous folk who have prayed some righteous prayer. And they did not get what they prayed for. Can we talk for a minute? Can we just be honest? I, 
I know some folk and you know some folk and, and, and we are some folk who have prayed to the Lord about some things. We were fervent in our prayers. You've been serving the Lord, consistently going to him and casting your cares upon him, knowing that he cares for you. But you didn't get what you prayed for. Don't need you looking at me like that. Tell the truth of the matter. There are some prayers you prayed that were not answered the way you prayed. The thing that you prayed about didn't turn out the way for you prayed. And there are some folk that you asked the Lord to heal and he didn't heal them. There are some doors you asked God to open and he kept them closed. Come on and talk to me if you can. There, there are some mountains you asked the Lord to move and he didn't move them. There are some problems that you asked the Lord to fix and he didn't fix them. So how can you say prayer works? What did prayer do in that situation? And, and, and what is prayer really for if when we push the button, nothing happens? I would suggest to you that if that is our perspective of prayer, then we have not developed a good theology of God or of prayer. Without question, I want you to understand this morning, yes, prayer works. The question is, do you understand to what end? Prayer works to do what? Prayer works to accomplish what? Prayer works how? And here is where so many believers get mixed up thinking that prayer is what you do when you need a miracle. Oh, I'm going to preach in a minute. But, but, but I want to suggest to you that prayer is not just for the miracle, but prayer is for grace for the moment. When, when, when you see Jesus praying, ah, deacon, his prayers are not primarily about miracles being performed. But the prayer life of Christ centered around the sustaining grace of God being made manifest through the discipline of prayer. Jesus prayed, in other words, not so much for miracles but for moments, moments when strength was needed, he prayed, my soul is troubled and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify thy name. He prayed for moments. Moments when forgiveness was needed, he prayed, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He prayed for moments, moments when he considered a different path. He prayed, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from my lips. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. He prayed not so much for miracles, but for moments. Moments when he was unsure. 
Moments when he was physically weak. Moments when he was weary. Moments when he felt like giving up. Moments when the devil was tempting him. Moments when his disciples were waffling in their discipleship. Jesus prayed for moments when the sustaining grace and strength of God was needed in his life. My brothers and sisters, prayer then is not given to us just to ask God to perform a miracle. But prayer is about the Lord giving you strength to make it through the moment. Wish I had a witness in here. Prayer is not just for the miracles you need. Prayer is for the moments. Because if truth be told, in this life, you're going to have more moments then you need miracles. Wish I had a witness in here. You're going to need God in more moments than you need him for miracles. Is anybody here who can admit that while you may have needed God for some miracles, there are way more instances when you had some moments when you needed strength. Moments when you needed more grace. Moments when you needed wisdom and moments when you needed discipline to keep your tongue and moments when you needed your mouth to stay closed and moments when you needed some courage and moments when you needed some perspective and moments when you needed some guidance and moments when you needed some understanding and moments when we pray for life's moments. Moments when you need to be comforted. Moments when you need consolation. Moments when you need the ministering angels of God to come see about you. So yes, thank God that he's a God of miracles. But I thank God that he's a God of moments. Yes. Moments when we need God to just walk with us. If you don't turn it around, just hold my hand. Moments. If you don't, Perform the miracle. Stay with me. In this moment. I want to suggest to us this morning. That prayer. Primarily. Is not about changing the thing. But rather sustaining you to be able. To handle the thing. Prayer is a conversation with God. Where you invite him to help you get through the trauma, the tragedy, and the tragic. Prayer is the handle to which the believer holds as God pulls you through his divine purpose. In and, and, I, and it is through prayer that we then have the ability to call the creator of the universe into our experience. Through prayer. We have the ability to ask the God of all might and all mercy.
to enter into our circumstances through prayer. We have the opportunity to invite the God of all creation into our drama and to drive us through it, through prayer. And when we understand that aspect of prayer, we will not become so jaded when the mountains remain unmoved or when the sick remain unhealed or when the problems remain unsolved. That is not the primary purpose of prayer. I'm, I'm going I'm to give you a few thoughts and I'm going to sit down. Jesus Jesus says to Peter one day, he says to him, I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. You remember that? I've wondered about that from Powell because of all of the things that Jesus could have prayed for concerning Peter. He could have prayed for Peter's tongue. You know Peter would talk a whole lot. Could have prayed for Peter's anger because he was liable to cut anybody. He said, but I'm praying for your faith. Praying that your faith will be unfailing. Why? Because life, Peter, is going to present you with some challenges. You're going to be tested from time to time. There will be ongoing struggles that meet you and long-lasting conditions that confront you and that will pull from you the core of who you are. And in those times, I pray that your faith doesn't fail. Jesus prayed for unfailing faith because he knew that if Peter had the sustaining grace to get through the moment of his personal failure, that a great future was in store for him. Jesus knew that if Peter did not give up on himself because of his faults, that a great future laid wait for him. Jesus knew that if Peter didn't turn back and throw in the towel on who he was becoming, on who he was becoming, on who he was becoming. He knew that Peter one day would preach and thousands would be saved. So Jesus prayed that in his failure that he would not stop becoming. That's faith for the moment. He said, I'm praying that you just get through that moment of your failure, that, that moment when you let yourself down, that moment when you did the thing that you said you would never do. I'm praying that you don't let the moment stop your miracle. We are commanded to pray and to pray without ceasing so that we don't give up. Prayers of the righteous avail it much because prayer keeps us from giving up. Prayer strengthens us for the journey. Prayer empowers us for the battle. Prayer sustains us in the valley. Prayer fortifies us when we don't feel like giving on. Prayer then will not only fix things, but prayer will fix you. 
Prayer will fix your eyes so that they see the will of the Father. Prayer will fix your ears so that you hear the voice of the Lord beckoning you to fight on. Prayer will fix your mind so that you keep your mind stayed on him. Prayer will fix your heart so that you don't harbor hate for those who hurt you. Prayer will fix your tongue. Prayer will fix your attitude. Prayer will fix your disposition. Prayer will fix your perspective. Prayer will fix you. Yeah, I know we sang the song, Prayer Changes Things, but I'm glad prayer changes us. Changes how I look at life and how I look at people. Prayer changes things because prayer changes you. And so... Over the next 28 days, beginning Tuesday, as has become our spiritual discipline here at Cade, we enter into 28 days of prayer and fasting. Prayer. Prayer, this then is an invitation for us to experience the great sustaining grace of prayer in our lives. I know you got something you want to pray to the Lord about. And as a body, we will pray together daily. We invite you to be on the prayer lines. We invite you to join us on Wednesday nights. We invite you to be a part of the fasting options that are made available. But I invite you to deepen your perspective of prayer. I invite you to walk closely with God through what he's taking you through, understanding that if God does what God does, don't you stop praying. Don't you stop praying. Don't stop praying. For God does what God does. Prayer. Prayer creates positive change. Moses prayed and God relented from destroying the children of Israel. Hannah prayed and God gave her a child. Elijah prayed for the weather to change and it started raining. Jesus prayed and bread that was too little became too much. What are you saying? I'm saying that when you pray God-sized prayers, spaces that only God can feel will be filled by God. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying, don't pray for stuff that you can do on your own. Quit asking God to do stuff that's in your power to do. Help me preach this if I, if I can. Quit, quit, quit asking God to go see about the folk in the hospital. That's your job. Quit asking God to touch the homeless. That's, your, that's in your pocket. 
Quit asking them to stop by the jail. That, that's your job. Y'all done got quiet now. Pray prayers that are God-sized that only God himself can do. When you pray to the Lord, you ought to be praying, Lord, if you don't do this, it can't be done. Secondly, prayer creates not only positive change, but prayer will help you in making critical decisions. We live, we live, we live packed in the day where anything you got a question about, the kids say now, go Google it. Go Google it. You got a question about why your knee hurting and how to heal it? Go Google it then. It'll give you five different remedies. You can put some emu oil on it. You can rub some goat grease on it. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Goose oil. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Go Google it. Go Google it. And Google Google got the answer for everything. But I've lived long enough to know that there are some issues in life you can't Google and find an answer for there's some things that life will bring you to. You'll ask Google and Google. But I'm glad this morning that if Google ain't got nothing to say, I got a God. I got a God who knows everything. I got a God who helps me in my decision making. I got a God who has the answer for everything I need in life. And, and I don't depend on Google. I go to God in prayer. Helps us in making critical decisions. But then lastly, prayer will help you to manage crisis situations. It was a crisis situation that Jesus faced at Calvary. It was a crisis situation when he was facing betrayal and denial. It was a crisis when his flesh cried out, if it is possible, let this cup pass from my lips. For while his flesh said that, his spirit says, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. It was a crisis. And the record is that when Jesus finished praying, ministering angels came unto him. When he finished praying, he got up from there with strength to carry out God's will. I'm through. But when he finished praying, he did not so much as flinch at the cross he had to bear. My brothers and sisters, prayer will help you to manage your own crisis situations. Prayer will help you face that which you did not plan. Prayer will give you strength you didn't know you had. Prayer will give you wisdom you have yet to discover. Prayer will give you peace 
you have yet to experience. Prayer will help you maintain joy in distressing situations. Prayer will give you what you need in order to get through what you're going through. Do I have a witness here? Prayer will help you to sing when folk think you ought to be crying. Oh Lord, prayer will give you, yeah, a little strength to keep going on. And when you feel like you can't go another further, that's when the power of prayer becomes manifest in your life. I wish I had some believers here who knew something about yeah, the empowering presence of prayer. Oh, Lord, there have been some times when you felt like you couldn't go on, but prayer gave you another push. There have been some times when you didn't know if you were going to make it another day, but prayer got you up anyhow. There have been some moments when you went in and you thought you were going to resign, but God gave you strength to make it another week. Isn't the Lord all right? There's some folk here who thought they were going to throw in the towel, but prayer kept you in the fight. Isn't the Lord all right? Is there anybody in here who can testify today that prayer changes things because prayer changed you? Prayer gave you a little more peace. Prayer gave you a little more joy. Prayer gave you a little more hope. Prayer gave you a little more faith. Prayer gave you a little more courage. Prayer gave you a little more bravery. Oh, prayer will change things because prayer will change you. Is there anybody in here who can testify today? I'm going to pray because prayer still works. It reaches... keep praying because God still hears and answers prayer. And prayer is not a button for miracles. Prayer is a discipline for moments. It's a discipline for moments. The moments of life. <laughs> and when you have those moments, the Lord will make a way. I don't know how he will, but I know he will. 
put those hands together. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Don't stop praying. Because the Lord will. He will make a way. Listen, if you're here and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can do that right now. And if you're listening, if you're on the live stream, you can make Jesus Lord right now. You say, why do I need to make Jesus Lord? Because we need a Savior. You need a Savior. Why do I need a Savior? Because you are more than your body. You are a soul trapped inside of a body. And when this body, this earthly tabernacle is dissolved and gone, you need somebody to save that which is within. And to this day, man hadn't found anything to heal the soul. There's no vaccination you can take to save the soul. There's no shot, there's no pill that man can manufacture that will heal the sin-sick soul. You need a savior. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, I want you to pray this prayer right now. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I recognize today that I need you to save my soul. So, Lord, come into my life. Make me a new person in who you are today by faith I believe that Jesus is the son of God I believe that Jesus died on a cross and I believe he rose again from the dead and today I invite Jesus to be Lord and Savior of my life in Jesus name Amen Now if you prayed that prayer At the conclusion of this service I want you to meet these preachers up here If you're online and you prayed that prayer I want you to call the number that's on your screen Somebody is there waiting to speak with you And pray further with you And give you next steps To live out your faith or to become And to become a member of K Chapel If that is your, your desire We certainly want you to be a part of this church but more than that, we want to be a part of your faith journey in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you and keep you is our prayer. Now listen, 28 Days begins on Tuesday, Tuesday, February 1st. Uh, we want you to, listen, this would be a mighty good time if you have not joined the text service. And I know the A-team is working up there. Can y'all put up the text number? So they can get the, uh, I believe it's 700, thank you so much, <laughs> 700, 700, and two more zeros, 
So if you go to your whatever you use to text, if you go to that and and where it says to where you would text your person to, you want to put 70000. And then in the message box, you want to type the word CADE, C-A-D-E. So type CADE in the message box and then type 70000 in the number section. And that way you will then join the CADE tech service. Now, why am I telling you to do that? Because you're going to get your 28 days in this manner. You can get it on your phone. You can get it on the Facebook page. And then later in the week, you can come and get a hard copy at the office. But before that time, if you want it before then and you want to start getting ready, preparing yourself, particularly for the fast, uh, there are several ways that you can participate in the fast, as we've done in the years past. I'm not going to tell you what fast to do, uh, but I am going to ask that between you and the Lord, you decide between you, the Lord, let me say, and your doctor. Amen. Let me say you, you need to consult with your doctor if you have a special diet or if you have some dietary restrictions and you're taking certain types of medications that may uh, need uh, certain types of foods. Consult with your physician before you begin the fast. But there are several ways that you can participate in the fast. Uh, there are acts of self-denial. There's a partial fast. There's a Daniel fast. There's a complete fast. You select which one is right for you. Amen. But make sure that between you and God, you know that you are, listen, listen, not, let me say it this way. Let me say it this way. If what you're doing is easy, you ain't doing something right. Let me be real clear. When you fast, you're supposed to feel it. Your flesh is supposed to be crying out for something that you're withholding from it. And if you're not feeling that, you got the wrong fast. You need to do. You need to add something to that. Amen. Y'all talk to me if you can. Until you start feeling it, until your flesh starts saying it wants something. Amen. Amen. So, so you work that out between you and the Lord, and make sure uh, that there is a sacrifice included in your fast. And when you do that, and when you pray, we believe that God is going to meet us in our moments and give to us that which we need. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you is our prayer. Won't you stand now for the benediction? And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.